eyes out. We like to do that. But this morning, my name's Michelle. If we haven't met, it's great to be here. We are wrapping up Party Theology. Who's enjoyed this series? Yeah, yeah who's loving the parties? We have got a banquet after the serv- uh, second service this morning. Um, the idea around bring a plate, share, be in community. Um, you are all welcome to come back. Personally, I'm going to Uber Eats a pizza in. I got this um, idea of our youth pass. I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm also doing that. Um, bring it around, share um, with everybody around a meal, which will be great. But as um, we look at this morning's message and as we, we look at this idea of party theology, um, one of the celebrations that many of us will have or have experienced is our wedding. And for myself, um, being married 24 years, um, coming up, oh, you just got engaged. Did you just get engaged? Did I see? Stand up. How exciting. It's Connor and Amy. Did I get the names? Congratulations. Was this last night? Okay, I'll give you some great wedding chips right now as we, as we speak into that. Um, so as we, um, congratulations by the way, very exciting, new season of life. Um, as we have experienced a wedding, what happens is for the bride, Amy, some bit of information, some brides actually start from childhood, have this dream, this idea, this preparation of what my wedding's going to look like. Be it, you know, I know the dress, I know the venue, I know the outfit I'm going to wear, I know what the bridesmaids are going to wear. Who's seen Bride Wars, by the way? Anyone? Yeah, great movie, good, good chick flick. For when the men are a men camp, we can maybe watch that. Um, it's a great movie, good friends. They got all, they got a folder with all the details of what their wedding's going to be like. And then there comes this war when their, their dates clash and they both want to get married in the same venue on the same day. It's, it's a great movie. I haven't robbed it from anyone. It's still good. It's still good. But for myself, that idea of, I was a fairly relaxed, chilled out bride, I would say. What do you reckon, Jeff? Yeah. Um, you know, my sister got married a few years before myself and I'm like, oh, her wedding dress is great. I'll, I'll just use that. Why not? Um, everyone else around me was like, what? You wouldn't even think of something else? I'm like, nah, it fits. It's good. I'll wear that. Um, so I was fairly relaxed in the preparation. Back in 1995, um, don't take this advice, was the balloon arch. So we had a great old balloon arch at the reception and as they introduced Mr. and Mrs. Gomans, in we came and through the arch and um, all this preparation takes place. There is a great amount of detail that goes into what cars, what food, all these kinds of things. My daughter got married January this year and again we went through the, the details of, you know, the hardest thing who would agree is who sits next to who, the table setting, yeah, um, and then you have to involve the parents as well. It's like, oh, they can't sit next to them, but no, it's all good. Um, but this morning as we do that and as we think about um, the, the preparations that go into a wedding, that this morning's message I've titled is Preparation for the Greatest Party. That this morning we're going to open up the scripture in Revelation 19 and it gives us this picture of being prepared for this great marriage supper banquet. And we're going to open that up in Revelation 19.1. Side note on the wedding. My husband, like you know how there's lots of preparation that goes in and women do all this stuff and you prepare, you plan, and then, you know, two weeks out from the wedding and it's like, oh, what are you actually wearing to the groom? And um, so Jeff took it upon himself. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to surprise you. So he went and hired his outfit. Um, 
I would say fancy dress, but he, he would say otherwise. Um, this Admiral's um, outfit, which had all the frills um, out the front, which came, yeah, right, it had an actual bullet hole in it, um, which came in quite handy because he got quite emotional as I walked down the aisle. So he just got one of those ruffles out and blew his nose. Um, it's great. And it has been a surprise for 24 years, let me tell you. So um, it's been great. But in Revelation 19.1, we pick up here, it says, and this is John writing. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her the clothe of herself, to clothe herself with the fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Over here, we see that in most weddings that we have experienced, that we've had ourselves, that we've attended, that this focus of a wedding is generally on the bride. That, you know, in most occasions when you go there, it's, you know, it's like, oh, except for ours. Um, what is the bride going to be? What is she going to look like? But for our, like Jeff also stole the show there, actually, Jeff. Um, but most attention, most focus in a wedding of what we would experience is on that bride. But over here, we see this picture that it is, it is the, um, the, the marriage of the lamb. It is the lamb of God, Jesus Christ himself, where the focus and the attention will be on. That as we experience this great celebration, as we see this picture, that that God is throwing this party, this celebration like we'll never ever experience here on earth. This celebration that Jesus, the heavenly host, all believers along the, all the centuries, they all gather in this place and the focus and the attention is on Jesus. That it's not the bride, it's that bridegroom. It is Jesus that is the attention. And so as we're looking at that, we see Jesus, so I would say here, as a guest of honour. You know, where this great supper is all around him, this union where God, the Father, the heavenly host, where all the believers across the centuries gather in this moment, that these, this attention and this focus is going to be on Jesus. And for us here today, again, that for us, what our lives, that for us this morning, that our attention, that our focus, it should be on Jesus. 
that in our lives that we would um, have the focus of Jesus Christ front and centre of who we are. That for many of us, that we would, we would experience that um, Jesus in our, in our worlds, um, and we, we're believers and followers of Jesus, but sometimes we can become just doing our own thing, writing our calendars, doing our, our going about our daily, daily lives without that consideration of actually, are we centred, are we focused, is our attention on Jesus Christ? If we are to be followers of Christ, if we are following him in that, that focus of him to be in our lives and we live out of that place where Jesus is that true centre, where Jesus is that focus in our lives that guest of honour, that it is not about me, but it is about you. It is about our lives being laid down to follow him. And that in throughout every part of our lives, that that would be known and seen to those around us. That in this banquet where we see the, this banquet of um, God throwing this amazing celebration, that focus and attention that's being on Jesus there, that what he has done for each one of us, that for us here and now, that that attention and focus in our lives would be that Jesus is the front and centre, that we live out of that reality of what he has done in our lives and that we centre and we mark our lives around that, that Jesus does deserve our attention, our lives, our focus, our service and our worship, that through this that we would um, live out the gospel, live out that following, that we don't have Jesus to the side, but in fact that we would follow him and that he would be known in our lives. And in the verse 7, it, um, it speaks of this verse where it says, Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. In this verse 7 here, this idea of being prepared, being ready for and being prepared for the party, that we would have this readiness in us. In um, Ma uh, Matthew, there's um, a, a parable that is spoken of the ten virgins, and you may know of this story, where we see this picture of these ten virgins, and they go out, and they're getting um, ready for the bridegroom to come, and ten of them go out, and they go with their lamps and their oil, and they're ready to meet the bridegroom, five of which would go being prepared with extra oil, and extra stuff in case the wait is long, that they are ready to go, that they are prepared. And then the other five, not so prepared, and they go out with not enough supplies. And, and so they, they fall asleep, they're waiting for the bridegroom to come, and um, he's coming. There's this call at midnight, because they're falling asleep and whatnot, and there's this call at midnight to say he's coming. And so those that were prepared, those that had extra oil, they were ready to go. They have still got their stuff, their lamps are ready to go. But the other five, they're talking to the ones that are prepared and they're like, oh, can we have some of yours? And they're like, no, no, no. If I give you some of mine, then none of us are going to have enough and we're all going to be short. And so the others that haven't got enough, they go off and they're going to try to get some more supplies. But in the meantime, the bridegroom comes and this picture that um, he is coming, that he is there, and he opens up the door. And while he's opening up the door to let those that were prepared in, the door then shuts. And those that have not been prepared, those that don't have, they weren't ready, they don't enter in. This idea that 
All 10 of them thought that they would enter into that feast. All 10 of them thought that that day that they're going to enter into this feast. But only five of them were able to go in. The other five not being prepared to be able to go in, be able to enter into it. So this morning for our own own lives, what does it look like for us to be prepared for the party? That there's going to be this amazing party that takes place. This picture, and when I think about it, I'm like, I can't even imagine what this party is going to be. But for every single one of us, are we prepared is the question. That for each one of us, we would have um, different skill sets, different talents, different um, ways that we are wired. That we can use what we have got and be prepared for that day that no one knows when it's going to be. That every day that we'd be ready and we'd be prepared for what would come. That we would be able to be prepared with what we've been given, what we've been entrusted with, to be able to use that for God. That readiness is important for us. That for each one of us, um, dependent on what we've been given, dependent on what's been placed in our hands, that we would be ready to use those gifts, that we'd be ready to use what God has given us in our workplace, what God has given us in our schoolyard, what God has given us financially, that whatever it may be that he has equipped you with, whatever he has equipped us with, that we would be ready and we would be prepared, that we'd be prepared for this party that is going to take place and is going to be amazing. And that um, in this this picture that we see with these 10 virgins, that, that reality that some of them thought that their enter, entry into that banquet was going to be, maybe I'll just lean on that friend because she's prepared and she's got extra and it didn't get them in. That for us, that we don't rely on someone else's preparedness that would um, also get us in but the fact that for each one of us, that we are to be prepared for that great party that is to come, that we are to be prepared for ourselves for what we've been given. We don't speak on anyone else's behalf but ourselves. And what we've been entrusted with, what we've been prepared with, what we have been given, that we would be ready to use. The love of God in our lives, that we would be prepared to use it that we'd be prepared to give that out wherever we are, the, the gifts, the talents, whatever that may be. The great marriage, supper of the land, this picture, this amazing, glorious supper that will take place, this banquet and this feast that God is going to throw for Jesus and for this union and for all believers and these heavenly hosts that come. I, I, I think about this picture and, it, and it, it makes me think about all the people of faith that have walked alongside and are now not with us today. And I picture this banquet, off this banquet with all those people being there, with God, with Jesus, with all these heavenly hosts and all those people that have gone before us. And then I also, I also picture the friends of mine that don't yet know the love of Jesus. And I picture them in that place and I pray for them in that place, that they too would be a part of this great banquet, this great feast, this great celebration. 
and that, that picture, that, that imagery of that they will also be there. And so my, my thought here is that we would be a people that will invite everyone that we would be in people today, that as we have been um, encountering what Jesus has done in our lives, that we too would be able to share that with those around us, that we would invite them to hear the love of Jesus Christ for themselves, that they too will one day be a part of this great picture, this banquet, this feast one day. For many of you, you would have seen on that what's on, but also last week as Pastor Dean spoke about the Alpha launch party that's coming up. If you don't know about what Alpha is and and what this launch party looks like, if you've experienced Alpha, it's going to look very different to maybe what you've experienced in terms of this launch party. Because what we're wanting to create in, the, in this space, and I've loved hearing many, many people have been asking them, hey, do you want to come be a part of the Alpha team? They're like, yes, but I'm inviting my friend or I'm inviting such and such. And it's an encouragement because people are very amped up, ready for this party, which is great. But what Alpha is, and there's some cards still out, in the, out on the chairs, is it's going to be this launch party celebration. That for every single one of us this week, I met with a, a long-time friend. I haven't, I've lost contact for a little bit, but we had coffee this week, and I invited her to come to Alpha. She's put it in her calendar. I'll see how we go. But for that invitation that we would extend it to those that are maybe um, exploring faith, have questions about faith, um, what is this Jesus that we follow, to be able to extend this invitation out to them. And the launch party is going to look like a party. There'll be no name tags because you don't have name tags at parties. There'll be great live band, there'll be food, there'll be drinks, there'll be a short um, clip at this party to say um, a little bit about what Alpha is. Alpha is dinner conversation around faith and Jesus and all the questions that people might have and that there'll be a little presentation of that and then an invitation if anyone would like to explore that journey of being able to have dinner and a conversation for the next seven Wednesday nights. And so that will be open. So that's what that looks like. This picture that we can invite people to this launch party. It's going to be a great party. Nowhere in comparison to the party that we are preparing ourselves for. But it will be an incredible moment to be able to invite your friends and family to. Um, and to know that it will be a great place for them to come and encounter um, like-minded people, fun people, hang out space, hear a little bit about Jesus. So I'd invite each and every one of you, October the 23rd, to be thinking who it is in your world that may need an invitation to something like that and um, to be able to invite those people in and to be able to see what, what the next seven weeks holds for them. They may want to sign up, they may not, and that's okay. Um, but would love to um, extend that out to each one of us, to be mindful of, be thinking of, that capturing that picture of this great banquet that will be. And who will be in there is what I imagine. Who will be in that picture that, as a follower of Christ, that I can extend an invitation to? that what is my part, what is the people in my world that God has entrusted to me, that I can share that with. So as we wrap up, what we are going to do is take a moment to um, come around the table, and I'm going to invite the band up, that we get these moments now to be able to come around the table, to be able to thank God 
for his son, Jesus Christ. And I'd invite you all to stand. And how that looks here at True North Church is that we come around that table and we give thanks to Jesus. We remember what Christ has done in our lives. We remember the sacrifice on the cross. We remember that He has set us free. We remember that sin has no hold on us anymore. And we give thanks and we give glory to our God, remembering of what Christ's sacrifice has been for each one of us. Can I pray for us as we come? And then I'd invite you to come to the table when you feel free. Take a cup, take a bread, take that at your own time. May want to pray with um, some people where you're at. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, for your sacrifice on the cross. God, we picture this banquet. We picture this celebration. We picture, Lord, the party that you'll throw. And God, we give you thanks. Lord, that we are sons and daughters of you, God. We celebrate you, Jesus, and we give you thanks for the freedom that you've given us, that you have set us free, that sin has no hold anymore. We praise your name. Amen.